You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Ah, uh, yes. Welcome back, Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. At Mariners Pod on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Gary Hill Jr. Thanks for being here as we talk about the number seven. Seven in a row for the Mariners as they beat the Angels. They have a chance to sweep aside the Angels tonight after sweeping the A's. Five and oh on this road trip. Seven consecutive wins for the Mariners. And it is getting closer and closer and closer in the American League. A lot of things fell the Mariners' way yesterday. Boston, Cleveland, Texas, all still the division leaders. Baltimore and Toronto tied for both wild cards, 79 and 65. Toronto, 3-7 and seven in their last 10 ball games. They lost yesterday. Baltimore won yesterday, so they're tied. Detroit... They lost to Minnesota. They're 77 and 67. The Yankees won. They are 77 and 67. The Mariners, winners of seven in a row, are 77 and 68. Then the Astros, who have lost three, 75 and 70. The Kansas City Royals, who have lost two, 74 and 70. So the Tigers and Yankees are tied. They are two games back of the wildcard teams, Baltimore and Toronto. The Mariners are one half game behind the Yankees and Tigers. They are two and a half back of Baltimore and Toronto. Just let this dance in your mind for just a moment. When we talk tomorrow, the Mariners could be ahead of Detroit and the Yankees, the next team out of the chase, and just a game and a half back of somebody for the second wild card. That is a possibility as we talk tomorrow. Winners of seven ball games in a row. And I'm just going to say this as a friend. Starting on Friday, the Astros are in for three. The Blue Jays follow for three. And... Those two series are looking enormous right now. So as a friend, if you have not secured any tickets for those games coming up, I would go ahead and do that because Safeco Field could be rocking potentially a sensational homestand and big, big series. But first things first, the Mariners will try and take the last game of the Angels. But just as a friend friendly recommendation if you haven't done so you might want to go ahead and and get on that because i just just think about it for a second 
Let these seven in a row sink in and think about what those games could mean in terms of a postseason push. What a game it was last night. Of course, a lot of the talk surrounding Taiwan Walker, who you know had the twist adjustment, all the different adjustments coming to his last start. And then he was absolutely dynamite last night. We're going to get a ton of reaction from the game, a lot about Taiwan Walker, and why not? He was just sensational in the ballgame, really from the beginning. 2-2 two, two to Trout. Curveball swing and a miss. And Taiwan Walker strikes out the side here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Six strikeouts for Walker. And that is four strikeouts in a row. He strikes out Escobar, Calhoun, and Trout here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Taiwan Walker, what a turnaround for the big right-hander. He was outstanding. 12 up, 12 down at that point. Already had a 4-0 lead in the fourth inning. Thanks to Nelson Cruz in the first. And the 3-1 pitch swing and a towering fly ball deep to left field. High into the night and that baby is gone. Goodbye baseball. Just fair down the left field line. Holy smokes. What a blast by Nelson Cruz. High into the night. Number 36 on the season and that ball was crushed. The Mariners have a 2-0 lead here in the first. He broke StatCast with that home run. A 2-0 lead. Also, home run number 200 for the Mariners this season. The fifth time in franchise history they have hit 200 or more home runs. Not a surprise. You'll hear a common link when I read you the four above. In 1997, they hit 264 as a team. In 96, 245. In 99, 244. In 98, it was 234. Those are the only teams ahead of the Mariners. And those teams were all-time great home run hitting teams, among the best of all time, which isn't a huge surprise. Griffey, Edgar, Buhner, A-Rod on some of those teams. Just going on the list, they were elite at bashing the baseball, and this year's Mariners club joins them 200 or more home runs and as it turns out those would not be the only runs hit in the ball game by the Mariners in the second inning the Mariners get some more runs they get a sack fly from Marte to get a run on the board and then oh, Oki going deep again here is Nori Oki swinging fly ball into the gap in right center field well hit this one is going and going goodbye baseball Nori Oki clears the tall wall in right center field here at the Big A. His third home run of the season. The little guy with a big swing. And it's now the Mariners four and the Angels nothing. And they felt great about it. A four nothing lead and they would break it open in the sixth inning. Why not? Another long ball. Bases loaded. Seth Smith. The right-handers, 1-1 pitch, swing and a drive deep to right field. Grandma, get out the right, Brad and Mustard. It is Grand Salami time. Seth Smith's second career Grand Slam, the fifth for the Mariners this season. Holy smokes, four more runs are in for Seth Smith. His 14th home run of the year clears the bases. 
Eight to nothing. Another grand slam for the Mariners. Seth Smith doing the job. They break it open in the sixth inning. Taiwan Walker, meanwhile, was just dealing a perfect game that came to an end in the sixth. 3-2 pitch. Swing and a chopper. Right behind the bag at second. Right there is Cattell Marte. The low throw to first. And Vogelback can't pick it. Off of his glove and safe at first base is Cowart. And that is going to be an error on the throw by Cattell Marte. They had the out at first, but the low throw. Vogelback trying to make the pick. And that is the first base runner for the Angels. So the Angels get aboard. The perfect game is broken up. The no-hitter would get broken up the next inning, but Walker continued to just plow through the Angels' order. Here's the pitch on the way, and it's strike three called. And Taiwan Walker strikes out Trout for the third time tonight. And how many pitchers can say that this year or any other season since Trout broke into the big leagues? And then Walker would end up going the distance. The pitch to Ortega. Swing, ground ball to short. Up of the ball, Marte. Over to Cano for one. The relay to first in time. And Taiwan Walker has his first shutout in the big leagues. And his third complete game. He goes all the way. And he blanks the Angels tonight. A final score. An 8-0 win. Taiwan Walker with his sixth win of the season. He goes the 6-10. and ten. His best win in the big leagues, and what a turnaround for Taiwan Walker. Yes, indeed, the butterfly left the cocoon. <laughs> the butterfly left the cocoon. Walker, complete game, three-hit shutout, no walks, 11 punch-outs, an unbelievable start, and he does it on 113 pitches. He grabs win number six. The Mariners... Eight to nothing. They beat the Angels now 77 and 68. They have won seven ball games in a row. They have dominated the Angels in the first two games of this series. And Taiwan Walker, man, what a start. What an unbelievable turnaround. Yeah, they made the adjustments. In fact, let's hear from Mel Stoudemire Jr. Shannon Dreher caught up with him right after the ball game. And uh, they put a ton of work in, so credit to Walker, credit to the coaching staff, credit all the way around. What a performance from Tim Walker, and so much work has been put in in the last, well, not just the last couple of weeks always, but catching up with pitching coach Mel Stottlemyre Jr. And Mel, first of all, what is it like to see him stay out there the entire game, perfect through five and then some, and just a complete performance? You know, the... Uh gave me chill bumps tonight to, to watch him go through this little transformation and uh, to, to embrace the changes that we thought that he needed to make and get a handle on those things and go out and, and pitch against a pretty good lineup. Tell you what, he's in control of his fastball all night. He had bottom on his on his split. Curveball was probably as good as I've seen all year. And he just every inning just gained confidence. And uh, man, I'm just so happy for him. The changes that he made, you just said little changes. They're not little changes. I think that's a testament to his athleticism that he's able to pull it off as quickly. Just kind of put in perspective what he's done since two starts ago. You know, they were very drastic, you know, and, and to uh, to take on something as, as new as that and ask him to do what kind of what we asked him to do with, with the turn and to be able to get the leg up higher, to try to get to a position to where he can use his legs and drive the ball. Uh, 
in, in this time of year, you know, in a, in a run where we have an opportunity to go to the playoffs, uh, a bit risky. But, you know, as you saw a couple, a couple outings ago, he hit rock bottom. And, and some of the changes that we tried to get him to do earlier in the season, he, he was ready to, to embrace. So it, uh, it, it happened quick. And I can't say that I've, I've seen, su- you know, such a significant turnaround as I have in, in the, over the last 10 days. And, you know, credit goes to him. He was, he was relentless in the dry work that he did, the bullpen sessions that we did, looking at video, looking at other power pitchers and how they do it, and, uh, and just took it on, on tonight and put it all together. I'm so proud of him. Were you talking to him during the game? Uh, no, not, not, up, not up to the point that he uh, gave up a hit. You know, in, in, the, uh, in the seventh inning, I, I started to see him get away from it a little bit and started to leak and not get to that good power position that he was in all game. And, and I went down and mentioned it to him. He came out in the eighth inning. I actually thought his night was over. And uh, he said, he said, I want it. So, uh, man, what, what a night. What a night for Taiwan Walker. We got to touch on the entire rotation. I mean, in the seven-game streak right now, it's six and zero, one for a one ERA from your starting pitching. They're coming through big for you right now. You know they are, and it, the thing that they're doing, and give uh, give some credit to our catchers behind the plate. Z's done an outstanding job, and we just ask our guys to kind of embrace this little run that we're in, enjoy it, and uh, every game is a meaningful game. And our guys are attacking, they're getting themselves in good counts, they're making pitches, and they're pitching with a lot of confidence right now, right where we want them. Well, congratulations. Go enjoy in the clubhouse. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Here are the Mariner fans behind the dugout, too, chanting Taiwan Walker. How great is that? Uh, the rotation of the offense has grabbed the headlines. We'll talk about that in a moment for good reason in September. But, man, the rotation has been excellent. A 1-4-1 ERA the past seven games, five quality starts in a row, six of their last seven quality starts. The rotation has been excellent. You couple that with the offense, and it's not a surprise. They have won seven ball games in a row. How did Taiwan Walker feel about his start? Let's hear from him. Me and Melvin putting a lot of work and, um, you know, really working hard getting out there early and um, just really trying to get it down, you know, Three weeks left of the season. It's kind of weird to, you know, change mechanics, you know. But uh, you know, we've been out there and we've really been uh, trying to hammer in and try to get it down. So it felt really good to, to have some success today. How different was that week to start to start for you? Um, you know, I, I told Mel like three days ago that uh, when we got to play catch, and I was like, I think I got it. It feels good because I've been watching a lot of video, you know, Jake Arrieta or Roger Clemens, those kind of guys, and kind of just kind of see how they how they uh, did it. And you know, it came the next day and it felt really good. And uh, you know, just kind of kept hammering it. I feel like you've been married to Mel lately. You guys are out there every day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and uh, even as you know, you know, um, he was a big part of that because um, every time I, I would get out of my mechanics, he would, uh, you know, just remind me, you know, make sure you get the twist, make sure you get the twist. And, um, you know, and he called it a great game. You know, uh, we had a good game plan and we kind of just went out right after him and attacked him and, uh, and helped the offense put up a run. So uh, it was good. What did you see? Your, your velo was up right off the bat. And it was just a matter of feeling comfortable with that. Yeah, just getting comfortable with it, um, you know, and just really going out there and uh, just being aggressive and, you know, just, just letting it fly and not really trying to think too much about it. Um, uh, but, you know, the biggest thing was just being aggressive and just attack them. What did you see from your other stuff? What did you see from the curveball? What did you see from the switch? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like my curveball was really sharp today. Um, Thank you. Um, because of it, because uh, of uh, the mechanic change and my change up too. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> it was really good. And, you know, Seager made some really good plays behind me, um, do some change ups that got some ground balls. And, um, you know, it was just a, a really a really good team win. Hey, Ty, perfect game into the sixth. No hitter into the seventh. Yeah. 
It's good. What are you thinking at that point and then when, it, when they both slip away? Yeah, I mean, my, my legs were getting heavy and my stomach was trying to tingle ting a little bit. And, uh, you know, I felt like it was, you know, the game was so, so long, just taking forever. And, uh, you know, the fact that our offense is, you know, getting on base every single inning, going out there and getting hits. And I'm just like, oh, it's getting longer and longer. So, um, but, you know, right after it kind of, you know, I, I gave up the hit, you know, I felt really good and, you know, got a chance to go from the stretch and uh, just really feel it. And I felt really good from the stretch, too. Huh? Yeah, they uh, they kept uh, asking me how you feeling, and I think they were gonna take me on the eighth. But I told them like, hey, I'm good, I'm good. Just uh, give me a short leash, and you know, I went one, two, three, and then in the ninth, same thing. But kind of running around, I was looking over my shoulder. Hopefully, they left me in, and you know, first pitch, ground ball. So. Nick Trout is. is I, mean, I don't know what he's done against you. How important was it to pitch well? How that feel? Yeah, it was good. You know, um, you know, he's pretty much had my number all year, and uh, you know, it felt good to to go out there and just be aggressive. I think using a curveball a lot. And, you know, trusting Z back there, and you know, he kept calling the curveball. Even after the two at bats, we threw a lot to him, and then we, you know, we went back to uh, his third at bat. Was it a little extra gratifying given what you did against these guys in your last start? Your manager said you hit bottom in your last start against the Angels. Yeah, and then um, you know, we really worked well, and uh, we you know really got after it, and you know, it just feels really good to go out there, and especially you know, since right now you know, the team's playing really good. Um, you know, everyone's clicking right now. You know, the clubhouse is fun. You know, dugout's fun. So um, it just it just feels really good. Should feel really good. Uh, he was unbelievable. Mariners win again. He mentioned Mike Zanino, so let's hear from the Mariners catcher his thoughts on this one. What's it like to be a part of that? I mean, not just the outing tonight, but you know the changes that he's been trying to make and, and what he's been battling through. Yeah, um, it's been nice. We've been able to have some conversations because we both have been there and had to make some changes. And uh, I mean, he's taken in stride and he's really bought in. And I think these results are, are just a, a better indication of that he's going in the right direction. And he's continued to get better and better. And uh, I think there's something he can definitely build on. Both Taiwan and Mel said that you've been very instrumental, that you've been kind of helping out in the bullpens. You've been watching what he's mm. been doing and learning the changes. How, you take that on. That's important. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's my job. I mean, my job is to be there and, and be a coach on the field when, when he's out there. And I want him to know what he's doing's right. And, and then I'm in, in his corner, whatever he wants to throw and stuff like that. And I just tell him what I see. And it's nice because, I mean, we have a good communication. We, we can give good dialogue back and forth of what he feels or what he wants to do uh, in between innings, in between bullpens, or in between starts. And, I mean, he's done a great job of doing that. And I think that's really how you build a relationship as a pitcher and a catcher. What's a key? What do you tell him? What's kind of a touchstone for him if you see something wrong? Uh, for what he's doing now, getting that little bit of turn, it, it's all about his tempo. You I mean, he, he's really got to slow it down um, and, and that's just allowed him to let his arm catch up. And now he's getting to a point where he feels that. And when he can feel that, that's when he can slow himself down and make those adjustments. And, and he's beating me to the time of telling him what he needs to do, which is key. And that's what all the greats do. The finish on the pitches, particularly the breaking pitches, how different is that? What do you see that? I mean, his curveball so sharp now. I mean, uh, it, it, it it could have been hit or miss as, as he went on. It was a good pitch to slow guys down, but now he's putting guys away with it. I mean, the, the tilt, the spin is unbelievable, and I think the more confident he gets in it, the better it's going to get, and then the changeup was phenomenal today too. Really good breakdown there, I think, from Mike Zanino on Taiwan Walker, who again was excellent. The offense steamrolled again. How about this for the Mariners' offense? In the month of September, they're the highest-scoring team in the majors 87 runs scored. They've hit 305 this month with 23 home runs. They've drawn 47 walks all in just 12 games. I mean, they're just rolling out great ABs left and right. They're getting aboard constantly. They're bashing homers. It is all working 
right now for the Mariners. Going for win number eight in a row tonight. What about the skipper? Here's Scott Service. Uh, it starts with Taiwan Walker and, and ends with Taiwan Walker. Uh, first year doing this, and I've uh, been around players for a long time, and couldn't be any prouder uh, of him and, and the job that Mel Stottlemyre's done with him over a short amount of time. It's, uh, it goes to show you what kind of athlete he is, special talent he is, and uh, you know when you put it all together, everybody gets on the same page. Um, great things can happen, and uh, tonight was really fun to watch. Uh, executed all of his pitches. You know, and, and uh, to in total command uh, of the game. And he looked like a guy out there had fear of no one. Respects everyone, but fear of no one. And uh, it was great to see. Great effort. We surprised how he was able to handcuff Trout because Trout had good numbers against him. Trout has great numbers against him. Not good, great numbers against him. And, uh, you know, Taiwan knows it. Everybody knows it. But, uh, you know, he went in with a plan, executed it. And again, the fastball command, locating it down and away, making some pitches in early, and then, you know, the outstanding off-speed stuff tonight. The best we've seen by far. The commitment to the changes. Did you see that from pitch one? Was there more of a oh, commitment? Oh, no, absolutely. He's more comfortable not thinking about it out there tonight. Last outing, rightly so, he was thinking about it, you know, and, and what he and Mel had been working on. Tonight, he wasn't thinking about it. He was just pitching, and he was competing. And when you have that kind of talent, you know, like I said, great things can happen. Good runs early, too. Yeah, uh, the, the runs early, big home run uh, by Cruzy. Aoki goes deep, and then Smitty caps it off. But, uh, uh, again, it's about pitching. It's what's really helped us during this streak. Our offense has been really consistent, but our pitching and the starters have gotten deep. And that's uh, what's going to take. Everybody's chipping in. Um, guys feel good about themselves. They're having a lot of fun, and that's the way it should be. Try not to dwell on what could have been, but at the same time, when you see that error and you know what's sort of on the line at that point in the game. Yeah, from where we were uh, about a, uh, 10 days ago to where we are tonight, uh, I'm okay with it. But, you know, anytime you get that close, you know, you just kind of get the feeling this could be a really special night. You had no-hitter type stuff. There, there's no doubt about it. Nobody wants to mention that word in the dugout or anything else. But, you know, you start to feel it, uh, especially when it's so dominant against the middle of their lineup. Did you start sitting in the same spots and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> the process with Mel and Taiwan, it seems like those two have been joined at the hip every day. It's out there. They're playing catch and working on this. I mean, how, how would you describe what they've been doing? Well, it's, it's really, as a coach, you know, it's it's what you're looking for. You're looking for the special talent that, that you know, you can kind of help get over the hump, so to speak, and, and somebody that will totally buy into it. And that's kind of what's happened, you know, with that outing he had, you know, 10, 11 days ago against the Angels when he hit bottom. Um, to kind of like realize that and then be open and you know it's one thing you know coaches you want to help kids out or help players out but it's another thing when they they have that kind of talent and they totally buy in and it comes together so I hope it continues uh, we saw something special from Taiwan Walker tonight and we really need it you know the rest of the way there it is a lot on Taiwan Walker for good reason just outstanding so here's what we're looking at tonight and again we're at the stage of the game now where we're not just looking at the Mariners pitching matchups. Let's look at all the relevant pitching matchups. I think you're really going to enjoy some of them. And it starts in the morning. So this is going to be a full day of relevant baseball. 9.30, the Rays and Blue Jays get going this morning. So by the time some of you are listening to this, they may already be underway or they may already be done. Alex Cobb will get the ball for Tampa Bay. He faced the Blue Jays earlier this month and pitched well. Cobb this year, 0-0, 4-0-9 ERA, coming back from injury. So his year has really been cut short. But uh, faced the Blue Jays the second of this month 
and went five innings, just gave up a couple runs and fans seven. So Mariner fans like that sort of start again. Meanwhile, for the Blue Jays, Marco Estrada will go a 3.68 ERA on the season, but he has really struggled his last couple of starts. Couldn't make it out of the third against Boston last time out. Only went five the start before that. So he has been scuffling lately, so we'll see what happens. Again, that's in Toronto, 9.30. That one gets underway. And then when that one's uh, just finishing up, you can start paying attention to the Dodgers and the Yankees. You're going to like this matchup. Mariner fans cheering for the Dodgers here. Clayton Kershaw will get the ball. 11-3, and three, a 189 ERA. Michael Pineda for the Yankees, 16-11, 5-0-7 ERA. So a chance to cheer for Kershaw. And then after that one, get ready to pay attention to Baltimore and Boston. Gosman will go for Baltimore. He's been really, really good. He's helped really keep that rotation afloat for Baltimore. 7-10 on the year, a 3-6-1 ERA. Rick Porcello, the 20-game winner, will take the ball for the Red Sox at Fenway, 20-3, and a 3-2-1 ERA. Uh, he's been the good luck charm. He seems to win just about every time he takes the mound, and the Mariners would certainly like that to happen again. Tigers and Twins, first pitch around the same time, 4-10. Duffy against Sanchez and that one. Oh, that, that, is a tough game to handicap in terms of pitching matchup. Duffy this year, 8-11, a 6-1-3 ERA. Sanchez, 7-13, a 5-6-9 ERA. Feels like anything could happen in that one. A's and Royals, 4-15, about the same start. Ventura will go for KC, so advantage Kansas City in that one. Rangers and Astros at 5 o'clock. Holland will, uh, go, gets pushed into the start. The Rangers are pushing Darvish back, so Holland will get the start. Musgrove will go for the Astros, and that's pretty important game for Houston as they try and solve Texas, which they just have not been able to do this year. And, of course, at 7 o'clock, the last ball game of the day, Sashi Iwakuma will go. Shashin is going to go for the Angels. It was originally going to be Skaggs, but the Angels have changed it. So Mariners will face another righty, and that has been good, good, good for the Mariners' offense. Iwakuma will try and keep the streak going for the rotation. The rotation has been excellent, and the Ams will try and break out the brooms again against the Angels. Man, where will they be tomorrow when we talk? We'll find out. So that's the look at your scoreboard. A full day. Lots of games to pay attention to. Going to be a lot of fun tomorrow as the Mariners try and sweep aside the Angels, just like they did to the A's. Now, one thing I didn't get to in terms of a highlight, I was waiting to right now, there was the first Major League base hit for Daniel Vogelback yesterday. Here's the pitch. Swing and a fly ball into right field down the line. That's going to drop in a base hit for Vogelback. His first hit in the big leagues down to second goes Martin Daniel Vogelback with his first base hit. Welcome to the big leagues, kid. He's got a big smile on his face on at first base. Big smile, absolutely. Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with the Mariners' first baseman.
Shannon Dreyer here in the dugout catching up with the newest Mariner, Daniel Vogelback. And, and you want to go by Daniel, you said. We, we see Dan, in fact, it's on your locker and everything else. So we've got to get used to this. You've always been a Daniel. I have. My family's all called me Daniel. And then, you know, people. some people just have developed a Dan, and I just kind of went with it. What have the last 24 hours been like for you? It's been awesome, you know. I don't think it really hit me that I was in the big leagues until last night, and it came out and... The lights were on and uh, the game started, but I'm happy to be here for sure. And now that I'm all settled in, I'm happy to get going and uh, just get back to playing the game that I've played my whole life. Your approach at the plate, I mean, we know there have been power numbers there, but this organization values the on-base percentage quite a bit as well. Where did your approach come from? I think it came from me not liking to strike out. I want to put the ball in play. If you don't put the ball in play, you don't have a chance. Um, And so I try to pick my spots, um, but... I just try to take what the pitcher gives me. And, you know, when there's opportunities for RBIs, you know, take your RBIs. And when you just need a single, take singles. But just continuing to try to better with that and not go away from my approach when the situation gets bigger or smaller. Just try to stay with my approach no matter what the situation is. It's interesting. When you were talking yesterday, you were talking about doing whatever it's necessary for your team to win a ball game. And that's that's something that they're really trying to preach right now in the minor leagues here. It's about team wins. It's about team plate appearances. It's about that. Is that something you've always had, or is that something that was coached in before? I've always been a guy that doesn't like to lose, and I think that that's what that comes with. You know, Obviously, you want to get your hits, and you want to perform, but at the end of the day, there's only one thing that matters, and that's, um, that's a W. And however I may have to do what I have to do that night, I think it always calls on... You get called on differently every night, and be willing to do whatever I need to do and uh, I mean these guys have been winning all year and for me to be able to get put on the team with um, now only two and a half games out of the playoff push um, that's special and I'm I'm honored to be on this team. I think I saw you in the batting cages earlier within a group that included Nelson Cruz. What was that like being in a cage with Nelson Cruz, Edgar Martinez, these guys? What, what were you watching? I mean he's been doing it for a long time and he's been doing it really well for a long time. I always like to watch guys. I don't, I'm not a big question asker. I just like to watch and pick up on things that I can maybe, you know, transition to my swing or something that can help me. And it's um, it's awesome to watch these guys go about their business and, you know, when it's time to go, how serious they are. And that's stuff that, you know, I can always take in and stuff that's going to help me uh, you know, be as successful as they were. So you walk up to the plate last night. I was all ready for a three-two count or working a walk, and you swung at the first pitch. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I told myself if I got a fastball over the plate, uh, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna let it go. And um, my adrenaline was going, and I was anxious. And let's just say I'm, I'm glad that one got out of the way, and now I can just relax and you know go back to playing baseball. Okay, you're round second, and I think I saw on film you were shaking your head when you went round. You knew. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those where I turned to look to see if I was going to go first or third, and by the time I looked up, um, it was too late to reach for the bag. And to, at first, it was I was not, you know, a fan of it. I was not. It was one of those things where wow, that just happened. And then Seeger tells me that you know I took a hit away from him. So then I was really like, oh man, this is great. I'm I'm never gonna I'm never gonna play again. And. Um, he gave me a hard time about it, and he uh, he gave me a hug, and everything was good. He's um, from what I've been. I mean, I've only been here for a day, but he uh, he seems like a 
pretty good teammate that um, is an even better guy, and that's uh, that's good to good to see when you got a guy that's as good a baseball player he is, but a better guy. Yeah, it might almost be worth it for that moment. That's pretty <laughs> memorable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm gonna have a pretty good uh, MLB debut <laughs> story for people when they ask me how it went. I don't. I don't think many people can top that one. <laughs> good God. Hey, uh, tonight you're in the starting lineup. How do you prepare for? This? I'm just gonna prepare as I. Um, have the past however many years I played this game. Um, I'm going to try to not take it any differently and just try to slow the game down and play the game that I always have and do whatever I can to help the team win and uh, try to get out of here with a win tonight. Well, enjoy it. It's going to be fun to watch. Thank you. The clincher of the 2000 American League Division Series uh, late in the season, early October, and Carlos Guillen was at the plate. Lou Piniella, uh had uh, talked about Carlos Guillen bunting the ball against the Chicago White Sox, and he said, if you can't bunt it to Big Frank at first base, the big hurt, Big Frank Thomas. That's exactly what Carlos did. A bunt along the first baseline. It got on by Frank Thomas. Ricky Henderson scored, and the Mariners were on their way to the American League Championship Series. Pitch on the way to Carlos. There's a bunt up the first baseline. The Mariners are on their way to the American League Championship. A beautiful bunt by Carlos Guillen. The Mariners sweep the Chicago White Sox. My, oh my. I don't believe it. The Mariners make the White Sox go down three and out. A perfect drag bunt up the first baseline by Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. 